Christmas is about the children. All of them. Indulge them with their fantasies and friends. You're only a child once. Hi, and welcome to the Dark Christmas Tales Advent Calendar. This tale is called Caroling, written by Angela Blythe and read by the author. Emily was my little princess, my daughter, a little angel. We did everything together, especially because her father ran off with a work colleague when I was pregnant with her. We were each other's world. When the time came for her to start school, I won't lie, I was devastated. But Emily was ready, ready to learn about the world, to have new friends, to be away from me for a few hours. I cried as I left her that first day, worried that I was going to get a phone call to say she was crying or ill. I needn't have worried. When she came out of school the first day, she had a big smile on her face. She clutched a messy painting made with finger marks. Over tea, she told me about her teacher and her new friends. Each day, she grew more confident. She just loved school. Emily was bright and friendly, and so became very popular. She rushed home one day, just after the half-term break, to say that they were doing a nativity play, and that she had been picked to play an angel. They were going to learn a carol too. There were also plans for a Christmas party, a games day, and a film day. Christmas was even more exciting now, for both of us. Her school had what looked like a little amphitheatre in its grounds. It overlooked the moors, and I often wondered what it had been used for. It was overgrown and unused, but the kids played in it still. Emily said that she and her friends did a play there every day, acting out their parts in the upcoming nativity, or a concert of the songs. She began singing White Christmas an awful lot at home. I had gotten over my separation anxiety. I became an outside but enthusiastic participant of Emily's new life. Sophie and Elise, her friends, came over for tea lots of times and she went to their houses. Elise had been picked to be Mary and was very happy about it. Sophie, unfortunately, had been cast as a sheep. I heard them singing Little Donkey in Emily's bedroom. I thought it seemed quite ambitious of their teacher to give them several carols to learn, especially at the age of four. Emily seemed to like White Christmas a lot more than Little Donkey, as she sang it so many times at home, laughing afterwards or running around the house like crazy. When it came to the actual performance of the Nativity, I cried all the way through it. They looked so tiny in their costumes. I was very proud. Emily kept looking at me all the way through, just to check that I was watching her. I didn't want her to see me cry, but hey, I just couldn't help it. It wasn't until later, when she was home, that a thought occurred to me. Em, what happened to White Christmas? I was looking forward to that, I asked. What do you mean, Mommy? Emily asked, confused. You sang Little Donkey, but all I ever hear you sing is White Christmas, I stated. Emily giggled. No, Mummy, that wasn't for Nativity, she said. I was none the wiser. How do you know it then? I asked. 
Carol taught it to me, and she likes it when I sing it for her, Emily said. Who's Carol? I asked. My friend. Sometimes she's at school and sometimes she's here, Emily said, matter-of-factly. What? I asked. What was Emily talking about? She'd only invited Sophie and Elise here. Carol was a bit of an old-fashioned name too. Although a lot of the old ones were coming back, I realised that. She's my friend, Mummy, but you can't see her. I met her up at the amphitheatre. When I want to see her, I sing White Christmas and she plays with me. She's fun, Emily said. Now I understood. All right, that's nice, I said. I was washing the dishes and was miles away. My little girl had an imaginary friend. I thought it was sweet. What's she like? I asked. She has orange hair and a pretty dress and she loves me, Emily said. Oh, Em, she sounds lovely. I hope I get to meet her one day, I said, smiling down at the bowl full of dishes I was washing. No, Mummy, Carol only wants to be my friend. She won't play with Elise and Sophie. She doesn't like them, Emily said, a little sadly. Oh, well. You can just play with her when they aren't here, I said. We didn't talk about Carol again until after Christmas. I heard Emily singing White Christmas and then chattering in her room all through the holidays and thought nothing about it. After all, I knew what was going on. It wasn't until I heard Emily singing more frequently into January that I got a little concerned. Emily? Do you think you can play with Carol a little less? There are other things to do, you know. What about some colouring or you could help me bake some cakes? There's a new film on TV that you've been asking about. Let's watch that together, I asked. Emily shook her head at me. No, Carol, she said. I sighed. I had no experience with this. I hoped Emily would grow out of it. I'm sure I never had an imaginary friend when I was younger. Then I started to blame myself. Was this because she had no brothers or sisters? No one to play with? Was it because she had no father in her life? At this point, I started to become a little uneasy about the Carol situation. On the face of it, Emily was happy and obviously needed Carol. I would try and not make it into an issue. I was going to keep my eye on it. Over the next few months, I asked Emily to invite Elise and Sophie over again. She did, but it was different and they said they wanted to go home a lot earlier than they had arranged to stay. When Emily went there, she came back earlier too. Perhaps this friendship with the girls had run its course. There is always a crowd and it looked like Emily was the one who was suffering. Kids can break your heart. They do all the time. She'd found other friends. This time would pass. During the summer, Emily played tea parties alone in her playhouse outside. Well, I thought she was alone, but there were times that I could hear White Christmas floating through the windows. I realised that I was glad she had Carol now. When Emily went back to school, there were problems. Emily had become withdrawn and I was called into school after half term 
by her new teacher, Mrs Brocklehurst. Are there problems at home? We've noticed a significant change in Emily, her teacher asked. No, I said defensively. There weren't. What was I supposed to say? Is this change you're talking about so different? She's much the same at home as she's always been. Emily doesn't wish to converse with other children. She isn't rude or naughty. She just takes herself off. I'm sorry to say, but if there is nothing to worry about at home, the problem is with her. We can refer you to someone, or you can visit your own doctor, Mrs Brocklehurst said. I was shocked. I didn't know it had got that bad. Now I wish that the school had contacted me earlier. Emily sounded very unhappy. She needed help. I took her to the doctor and explained what the problem was. They referred me to someone else, who rang Mrs Brocklehurst too. This didn't help matters. Emily became even more withdrawn. Now I could see it at home. I was so worried. I felt we were making the problem more significant than it was. Perhaps trying to see things that weren't there. Why are you sad that we are going to the doctors? I asked Emily. Because it makes Carol sad. Carol doesn't like her matters being interfered with, Emily said. Emily was now five. I had never heard her use the words matters or interfered, especially used in the right context. Couldn't think where she'd heard them. Who said this? I asked. Carol, she said. No, Emily, you've heard them somewhere else, I told her. Emily shook her head slowly, her eyes large. No, Mummy, she said quietly. I looked out to the grey day outside. It was December once more. A whole different feel to it than last year. I didn't know what to do. What's Carol like? I asked. I told you, she has orange hair, Emily said. What else? How tall is she? What is she wearing? I asked. She's as tall as me. She wears brown shoes and a red and white dress with matching jewellery, Mummy. She has grey eyes and she smiles, Emily said. Hmm, I said. That sounded a pretty normal description. Emily, you look tired. I really don't want you playing with her so much. You need your sleep at night, I said. Emily didn't say anything. She just wandered out of the room and I heard her walk up the stairs. I burst out crying. I felt awful for telling Emily not to play with her only friend. But I couldn't be sure whether Carol was good for Emily. I felt that all this had gone too far now. Over the next few days, Emily got worse. We had another appointment at the doctor's in two weeks, and I would have a lot to tell him. Emily began to eat less. Her eyes had become sunken, and I had heard her singing in the night. Singing White Christmas. A couple of days before the next appointment, I got up in the middle of the night to nip to the loo. 
and I heard Emily talking. I was quiet and listened at the door. Yes, Carol, Emily said. There was no reply. There were no other voices. But there was the chink of the little tea set. I'm tired now. Please let me go to bed, she said. I caught my breath. There was silence for a few minutes. And I wondered if she had gone to bed. Then I heard Emily crying. Please don't hurt Mummy. I promise I'll keep playing with you, she sobbed. My hand was turning the handle before I knew it. I burst in and put the light on. Emily sat on the floor alone, crying. The tea set laid out before her. I looked around the room. There was nothing. Emily looked at me as if I was going to get angry. After all, I had told her that she had to get more sleep, not less. All that I could think of was that I had a very sick little girl. One that was hearing voices so strongly that she was not sleeping. Some problem in her brain meant that she couldn't even rest. This mental illness was making her physically ill. This was the end for me. It was stopping tonight. Where's Carol? I asked Emily. Hiding, Emily said, through sobs. Right, Carol. From tonight, you are not allowed in this house. You are not allowed to speak to Emily. You are a naughty girl and I don't like you, I said angrily. No, Mummy, don't say that. Bad things will happen, Emily said. Bad things? I'll show Carol bad things if she comes again, I shouted irrationally. I put Emily to bed and I told her she was not to play with Carol or sing White Christmas ever again. That everything would be okay. I went to bed. I decided I would take Emily to the doctor's tomorrow. I would get an emergency appointment. My child needed help. I dropped off after a couple of hours with a plan. A plan to turn Emily around. Something woke me. I don't know what. It was still a little dark and the house was quiet. It was one of those unnatural quiets that you get when it's snowing outside. I went to check. That would cheer Emily up. He loved the snow. I began to hum White Christmas. Wasn't even thinking. I went to peek outside. Two girls were outside, dipping through the snow. One looked like she was in her nighty. She held another little girl's hand. The girl with red hair. From the back, the girl looked like Emily. I ran to Emily's room and was relieved to see that she was there, fast asleep under the covers as good as gold. I rubbed my eyes. Must have been seeing things. The girls laughed. I looked through the curtain with one hand, the other I had on top of Emily's quilt. It was Emily outside. The red-haired girl must be Carol. On her white dress with splodges. Dark ones, but this wasn't a pattern. The two girls passed under the street lamp on their way down the road. 
and I saw that the splodges were red. Blood red. Carol turned towards me and smiled. I saw a deep red line around her neck. Where it had opened up, the contents of her body stained the white cotton. Carol was playing with her friend. I began to shake the body under the quilt. I couldn't wake her. I never would. Carol had her friend forever now. And they were happy. That was a dark Christmas tale, written and read by Angela Blythe. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about further stories in this series or my other work, please go to www.angelablythe.com. <laughs>